Welcome on in here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. This is the morning after our daily sports talk show here on Fighting Scots Radio. Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. with you as always here. Straight out of Compton Hall on the campus of Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania. As always, Monday through Friday, I am your man, Tyler Trembauer, alongside my Monday, Wednesday, Friday co-host this morning is Mr. Tubby. Tubby, how are you on this fine Wednesday morning? I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling actually uh, pretty good today. That's good, good to day. hear. Good to hear, Tubby. Uh, you know, as we look out here, we mentioned it on Monday. We had the construction of East Normal Street, which delayed Mr. Fenner that morning um, and also has ca- wreaked havoc through many. I've heard many of commuters and professors, uh, you know, voice their concerns, if you will, about the construction and the timing of it. But I believe that should be wrapping up today. East Normal Street should be done um, today. And then it should be open good tomorrow. So we should be able to go back to normal operations here in Edinburgh and on the campus to be able to drive on East Normal Street. That's a big street to use. You know what I mean? That's not like a little side one or something. That is a, that's, like, that's like a major interstate for Edinburgh. Yeah, and you never realize it until it's gone. Right. You don't know what you have until so, so you lose it. <clears throat> I mean, that's what they always say. You know, you don't right. appreciate the things until they're gone. So... Uh, nonetheless, that is finally getting cleared up, so that's good stuff. Uh, speaking of good stuff, we got a lot of good uh, material coming up on today's show in the next hour for you fine folks. I-, I don't know what it is, why my my nose is doing this to me, Tubby. I could talk all day to people. Did TV yesterday, no problems. I come on here, and my this this whatever nonsense I got going on still within my nasal passages just comes back. Well, I mean, could it be that you're allergic? And not only are you allergic, but also allergic to me and my idiocracy? It Potentially, but I mean, I've never had this problem before. And it, okay, it's not as bad as it was the other day, but every right. time I'm on the radio, it keeps doing this to me. So, I've, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I sound like one, like I'm about to come down with like, you know, swine flu one second and then I'm, I'm fine as the Aunt, next. As Aunt Jenny used to say, you're all verklempt. <coughs> I have no idea what that even meant. But anyway, well, somebody will get it. Someone probably. We'll, we'll get an email. I'll get a tweet saying, "Hey, <clears throat> saying, hey, you're dumb." Anyway, yeah. so as I was mentioning before, uh, a lot of good stuff today. Uh, we're gonna have Felix Wright, a former Cleveland Brown, a couple right. years for the Brownies, one of the original men of the Dog Pound. Yep. Should be joining us between now and nine thirty. Tubby's guessing closer to nine thirty. Closer to nine thirty. He's he's traveling, so I big kudos to him for. For even willing to call in on a travel day, right, um, he's right. now a, a uniform enforcement officer with the uh, with the NFL, basically making sure that the uh, the players aren't wearing anything that they're not supposed to wear. A uniform informant officer. I need to ask him about that. I think yeah, because I want. I didn't even know that such a position exists. I mean, I knew there were protocols for what you're wearing for the in your uniform. You know, you can't have you know like you can't even wear the certain type of headphones, or you get you know fined. Right. But I didn't know there was a. Enforcement officer for the uniforms. Right. Nonetheless, he should be joining us. We'll talk to him about the Browns, the NFL, and enforcing uniforms. Right. Because it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's like one of those little things that you don't really think about with the NFL. I mean, I guess there's just so much. It's such a large organization that has so much going on. You, they you conglomerates, you know, they got positions for everything. So, uh, nonetheless, he'll be joining us. So, you know, it might even just happen while we're on air. The phone's just going to ring. Um, Tubby's going to, you know, babble on for a few seconds while I hook up uh, Felix, and we're just going to throw it right on. We don't have time to wait for a break to get him on air, to get it hooked up and get him on, because as you mentioned, he's going to get off one plane, talk to us in an airport, 
and then get back on another plane. So we don't have a lot of time. We'll just take a few minutes with Felix on this fine morning. Um, good get for us here in the morning after if he does call in. And then we're going to talk NFL, uh, you know, Tubby. Monday's show flew by. As soon as we signed off, we were like, man, we're done already. You know, with Borough football, because, I mean, you got to talk Borough football. We didn't get to talk a lot about the NFL. Chewy and, Chewy and I yesterday mainly just looked at Monday night's games. I complained about the Eagles. And um, we kind of looked at, I, I got Chewy's, uh, you know, preview ahead at week two, obviously. He'll be back on Thursday before week two starts, but just got some little tidbits from him. We also talked about, uh, you know, the uh, the potential did not score gate that, you know, yeah. happened, that was transpiring on Monday. Um, so I want to get more into the NFL week one scores with you. Um, and then obviously look at some week two action, of course, as well. Um so we'll start off with that, and then we'll also go to some Burrow sports to end the day um, for probably the last two segments. We'll just, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. We've we've mostly been focusing on Burrow football um, the last two weeks here, but, you know, one thing the morning after wants to do is get more and more into the other Edinburgh University athletics, especially right now. I mean, all the other fall sports teams are doing phenomenal. They're tearing it up. They are. They're killing it on the on the conference and on the nation, you know, wide market. So they're doing an unbelievable job, you know, all fighting Scots. Um, great student athletes. So let's start off with the National Football League, though, before we get for we return home for Burrow to send it home at the end of the show. I mean, Tubby, this was a uh, this it, was a rough week. It was an interesting week, that's and, to say the and least. you know, and the funny thing about it is, I, the reason I love Mondays and I love Tuesdays is the is the week one knee jerk reaction of the week. Right. You know what I mean? Like that Monday morning quarterback. Right. And you know, is is St. Louis that really good of a team? Did we did we overrate the other team? Uh is is the Steelers season completely over? Should they bag it in? The Steelers? What? Yeah. I mean, that was like a lot of talk that I heard. I mean, cuz I I'm tuned in. Should the local they okay, should they bag it? They lost by a touchdown to the defending Super Bowl champions. Right, but the only reason they scored those points was it was in garbage time. And they didn't have Le'Veon Bell. Correct. I know, but I'm just saying, everybody's panicking everywhere, you know? And, of course, you know, the Browns season is completely over already. It was over before it started. Yeah. It was over when you picked Johnny Manziel in the draft last year. This year was over. To be over. completely Johnny did not look that bad. Johnny looked like a backup quarterback. So he's not... I don't know. I'm not, I'm okay, not but a Johnny I mean, you, okay, supporter, okay, but I'm put, not, put it I'm this not way. condemning the poor lad. Put it this way. Johnny Manziel is your second-string quarterback. Correct. Look at the second-string quarterbacks elsewhere. Right. I mean, the Eagles have Mark Sanchez, who was in AFC Championship games. Okay. You have, you know, at, at, in Houston, you have Ryan Mallett, who came in in Week 1, did better than Johnny Manziel did in, in some reserve action, and he also sat behind Tom Brady. Right. You know, you have... You're going on different places. I mean, Matt Flynn backed up some people, and Matt Flynn, you know, got paid a boatload of money and has never done anything in the National Football League. Correct. I could continue to find different ones. Yeah, but, I mean, they're just, they're just guys. I mean, it's... Yeah, but they're better than Johnny Manziel, so don't... I'm just <coughs> well, saying... how? Because they have better track because, record because in the they, National they, Football they League. they warm up more of the bench than Johnny because he's undersized? Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, I'm saying they have a better track record. They have a proven record in the National Football League. And they are better quarterbacks than Johnny Manziel. So but I'm yet saying they're all Cleveland, backups. right? Because there's better quarterbacks. Than You're them. talking backups. 
I'm talking that the backups. Browns. I'm talking that if the if it came down to that the Browns and the Eagles had to go the entire season with their backup quarterbacks, the Eagles would have a better record. I doubt it. So if we had to go 16 games with Mark Sanchez and you had to go 16 games with Johnny Manziel, you think the Browns would have a better record than the Eagles would? Yes. That is absurd. No. Because I feel that our defense is better than what Philadelphia is offering right now. <laughs> no, okay, maybe. But because if you're going to do that, then you've got to look at all aspects of the game, just not quarterback play. Right, but what I'm saying is you're not going to have as much offensive if firepower Trent in production. If Trent can win a Super Bowl ring, then gosh darn it, Johnny Manziel can get me at least six wins this year. <clears throat> I'm just saying. All he's got to do is manage the game. And he, he looked a little bit better in that. He wasn't taking too much risk with the football. Granted, he's got to calm down. He's got to find his receivers. Him and his receivers got to get on the same page. But a lot of that can be attested to that he's the backup quarterback and didn't get that many first-team reps. He looked like he was supposed to look like as a backup quarterback. That's all I'm saying. And people are trying to lump 13 too much on the 13 for 24, kid. 182 yards, one touchdown. How many interceptions do you have? I think two. Two or three? Yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm not looking at the box score. I'd have to look it up. Felix hey, already on the that line. That might be my guy. I Hopefully that's my guy. But, yeah, I mean, all this stuff they're going on, talking about Johnny, and uh, they're just demeaning the kid simply because he won a Heisman Trophy. It's not, o- not only is it just right, it's just wrong. I mean, you have a backup quarterback who comes into the game because your starting quarterback tried to do too much on a play when it really wasn't warranted. I mean, come on. It's the first drive of the game. Just go down, take the knee, kick the field goal, and take the three points, and then try to punch it in on the next one. You don't. There was no need for that type of heroics. Granted, everybody likes to think that, you know, they can be all Cap Rooney from any given Sunday and lay it all out there on the line for the team. But you know, it's Cleveland. They're, the guy lost the ball on the way in. So I I don't know, folks. It's it's too much to try to lay on. Granted, there was a lot of talk, a lot of hype about Johnny when he was drafted. He's a Heisman choice. We all know the stories about the swan and the drinking and his off-the-field issues. But come on, seriously. He's just a guy trying to make it in the league and – if he's trying to do his job as a backup quarterback, I don't see what the big issue is. I didn't see anything wrong with his performance. I've seen growth from last year to this year. So, yeah, I, and, and McCown's not going to make it out of the, the protocol in time, so he's probably we're probably going to see uh, Johnny again this week. You think? Oh, yeah. We'll have to talk about that. But speaking of the Cleveland Browns, I believe we have former Cleveland Brown, um, you know, former dog pound member, now – NFL uniform inspector, inspector, uh, inspector, if you will, uh, Felix Wright on the line. I believe we have him. Let's see if we got him here. Oh, maybe not. That's not a good sound. That's not a good sound. That's not a good sound at all. Uh, to see if we got him, that's not good. We might have lost Felix right here in the process here, Tubby. Okay. That's not good. Let's see if we can call him back right quick, or I'll see what I can do. I, <laughs> so, as we try to figure this out on the fly, Felix thanks for there. sticking with us today. I don't, uh, I don't completely know what's going on, uh, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get Felix back. Um, I don't know if you can, if you can call that number. Can can you call that number from our phone to, to try to hook him up or no? I don't know. We'll figure it out. 
Let's hit a break real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. It's 9.15 anyway, so I mean, we might as well hit a break. Right. We'll try to figure this out. He was there, and then he wasn't there. There he's coming back again. So let's see if we can get him real quick, Tubby. All right. Felix, you there? All righty. So I'm, like I said, I'm just going to put you on the line and then just stay on, and we'll go right on. Okay. So, yeah, so we're working this all out. Thanks for sticking with us here on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio as I continue to keep the conversation going here. Keep the conversation going. I believe we're going to keep it going with Felix Wright right now here on the morning after. Felix, do you hear us? I can hear you. How's it going there? Good, good. Thank you, sir. Sorry for that little technical confusion there. I'm not sure what exactly happened. Um, but oh, that's none- all good. Nonetheless, thanks for joining us here on the few minutes on your travel day. So, obviously, we were just talking about the Cleveland Browns, um, you know, this year with Johnny Manziel and and uh, the situation they got going on there right now. Uh, as a former Brown, I'm sure you're, you know, keeping an eye on, on what the Brownies are doing these days. What are, what are your takes on what that franchise is, is undergoing right now in 2015? Oh, well, i tell you what. I, uh, you know, what, I'm always going to be a Brownies fan. I, I love the Browns. Uh, just, just going through it right now. Actually, you know, with, you know, every year we have uh, high expectations, uh, you know, for our Browns to, uh, you know, to win more games than they did the year before. Last year, you know, we got started off to a good start and then didn't end up, ended up very well. This year, I thought maybe we would probably win our first three games or we had an opportunity to. And, you know, with an unfortunate injury to, to Josh, you know, trying to score there, you can't fault him for doing that. I, I really like what he was doing, you know, in preseason and then, you know, with Johnny, yeah, I mean, just, I don't know. That's an uncertainty thing there. I don't really know what's going on there. And, and uh, you know, as he said, he didn't get a lot of reps, which is, you know, you know, I feel as a professional, you always got to be ready to go in and perform. So I just hope that they, you know, they play better this week. I mean, we got, I think we got two teams that we, that we, we should beat in Tennessee and, and in Oakland the following week. Hopefully get back started on the, you know, get on the right foot here. Is that kind of like the whole thing, Felix? Hey, this is uh, uh, Tubby here now. Um, yeah. Is that kind of like the whole thing, like winning cures everything? Do you, do you think if, if we get these two um, easier, well, easier wins, I guess, as you look at the rest of the schedule, would this yeah. do a lot to, to uh, push the Browns forward? I think so. You know, I, I, think we got, I think we got solid personnel. I really do. Uh you know, I'm more solid on defense rather than offense. You know, I've always had it. You know, I, I never knew offensively how we were going to do because we, I mean, you know, we don't really have any any real, I don't know, weapons. You know, you know, other than Travis Benjamin being able to extend the secondary and get deep as he showed he did, you know, in the game with the Jets. But you know, our quarterback situation has always, always kind of been in turmoil. We, you know, we we got a nice veteran, but. But now he's hurt, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. You know, we got the situation with Johnny to where we really don't know where he, you know, what he's going to do from week to week. So, uh, and that's the most important position on on any team. I feel is your quarterback position. And as long as there's some, there's instability there, there's always going to be issues. You know, our running back position. You know, there's been issues there with the guys staying healthy, and. uh you know, we traded a guy that we drafted in the third round. You know, just decisions that are just, I don't know. So, and then, you know, at our wide receiver, we signed up a few guys that we thought that we were going to produce and uh, haven't. So, 
you know, we just got to find that right mesh and, and move forward. Uh, hopefully this way kind of put that behind us. And, you know, Tennessee is a team that I feel that we, we should be. We beat them last year there. I think they've upgraded, obviously, at the quarterback position. So they're going to be a much better team than what we faced last year. Right. Uh, Felix, as, as a guy who played eight years in the NFL and been connected with the NFL since, do you think the NFL um, has made it a little bit more of a safer league, or do you think it's um, just as dangerous as it was before? Or Oh, I think it's just as dangerous as it was before. I think there's a stiffer, there's stiffer penalties, you know, than you know than back in my day. I mean, back in you know in my day when we were, you know, able to, I guess you would say, knock people out. <laughs> but uh, you know, as far as quarterbacks and things like that go, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I think they're doing, you know, the league is doing what they they need to do to protect themselves legally, you know. Uh, you know, with the with the fines and with the you know the quarterback situation, as far as the hits on the quarterback and things like that. So, I don't know if it's any safer. I think it's a lot faster game than when I played, and uh, you know, faster and stronger. It seems like the guys are getting faster and stronger every year. Right, and we also talk about um, one of the main topics that we've touched on a few times on the show is the NFL and its reputation with the domestic violence. Did that happen? Like, I know today because of Twitter and Instagram and all those social media, it seems like it's happening a lot more now today in the NFL. But did it also happen then, too, but we just didn't know about it because we didn't have access to the guys like we do now? Yes. Yeah, I I think that's probably what it was. I mean, I think it's always probably been there. I didn't hear about it much with the guys or teams that I played with. But, you know, I'm, you know, but I've talked to a few people and they just said, well, you know, because of the social media, it gets out there a lot quicker than what it has in the past. You know, they always use the example of the O.J. Simpson. You know, it, you know that, I mean, if, if we had Twitter and, and Facebook and all that back in that day, we'd probably found out a lot more information a lot quicker and earlier that maybe could, could have prevented some things. So, yes, I mean, I think it's always been there and I, I think the league needs to, uh, you know, just figure out and get a straight line. Uh, you know, this this is what's going to happen when this happens, and I think it's been kind of unstable here uh, of late. Right. So, Felix, um, I know we, you got just a few more minutes here, and, and I'll just uh, kind of change gears real quick. Uh, Tubby, let me know that you are uh, still working in the National Football League as, you know, working with the uniforms and such. Uh, kind of just yeah. let, let us in on, on, on what that position entails and, and how you do that, because, you know, I, I'm sure many fans, especially the casual fans, you know, don't exactly know that even people like you and your position even exist in the National Football League. Can, can, you, can you repeat that again? Like, kind of just go through what you do with the uniform inspection oh, yeah, process yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, because people well, probably don't even know people have that. No, in fact, uh, we definitely didn't have that when I was uh, when I was playing back in the day. But what I do is I'm a, uh, a uniform inspector, and I've been doing it for about 15 years now. And uh, what I do is I just go out and basically protect the sponsorship of the NFL from any sabotage. So... You know, most of you guys know who I am now, and that uh, you know, you know, like Nike is the official apparel sponsor. So you have to have on Nike apparel when you step out on the field. Uh, Motorola is the telecommunications, and you see the computers they use on the TV. Gatorade. So basically, I just protect the sponsorship from many 
sabotage and just make sure that they're getting their due recognition. There you go, Felix. We, we, we might need you here at the station, you know, to protect our sponsorship sometimes. Or even get us any sponsorship. That would help. Yeah. And, and any <laughs> underwriting we can get here. We got a few underwriters here, Felix, but uh, we'll let you go. I know you're in between travel here on, on flights, so uh, we appreciate a few minutes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we appreciate the time here on the morning after. Right. And if you want to get a hold of Felix, you can catch him on Twitter at FelixWright22. I appreciate that. I appreciate the invite anytime. All righty, Felix. Take care. Safe travel, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All righty. That was Felix Wright, former Cleveland Brown here on the line. Finally got that hooked up right. You know, unfortunately, I, I don't know what I did there, Tubby. I have no idea. You know, I, I'm gonna know I'm gonna I'm gonna probably gonna have to give me, you know, one of one of these on that one. I mean, yeah. that, that that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's awkward, you know, you bring it up and then it's like the busy or the dial tone or whatever I got. That was <laughs> kind of funny and embarrassing at the same time. But nonetheless, good thing to have Felix on. We'll talk about what he said and continue on with our NFL talk after we hit our much overdue first break here on the morning after. Welcome back here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio, also online at edinburghnow.com. Um, and then also, of course, on the TuneIn app as well. If you haven't downloaded that, please do that. Follow our station on your TuneIn app. Very easy to use, Tubby. That's right. We are everywhere you are. I do like that. I used that yesterday. I've used that in also just street conversation. So that's good work by you, Tubby. So none, nonetheless, uh, we're here on the morning after where we just rejoined by former NFL player Felix Wright, former member of the Cleveland Browns, the Dog Pound, now NFL employee as a uniform inspector, making sure, as he said, no one is sabotaging the sponsorships right. of the National Football League. Um, so that was a, you know, it was a few quick minutes with Felix as he was walking through an airport. But, you know, it was a solid few minutes with Felix as he was walking through an airport. Uh, good good get by you, Tubby, to mis- get, get Mr. Wright here on the show with us. Hope you all enjoyed that interview. If you're just tuning in and just missed it, be sure to check it out on our podcast on edinburghnow.com. Right, and I'll even put it out there to our listeners. If there's a... If there's a personality that you would like us to try to get for the show. I want us... Brad Pitt. Yeah, I'll try it. I mean, what's the worst they're going to say? No. I don't think Brad Pitt's going to say no. But you can get a hold of me and Tyler on Twitter. He's at Tyler Trumbauer. I'm at GTubby Schmidt. Or you can just use the hashtag the morning after and we'll find you. And, uh, you know, whatever we'll you'd like to hear on the you. show. We'll find you. That's we'll be... hunt you down. That's right. Because we're everywhere you are. And everywhere you don't want to be, too. I mean, there's a lot of places people don't want us to be. We're there. We're there? We're there, unfortunately, for them. Uh, nonetheless, we were talking about NFL um, before Felix right. called in. I said, you know, it might happen anytime. We don't even know. Uh, so we were talking about the Browns. I'm not talking about the Browns anymore. We had enough no, Browns talk. Sick of the Browns. They it's lost 31-10. Okay. to 10. That, I had stuck watching that game. and uh, I apologize. I would have rather watched the Bills. Right? And then we didn't get the Bills game. Like how many Bills fans do you have in Edinburgh? A lot. And we couldn't get the Bills game. Well, see, here's the thing. WSSE, right, which is our local CBS station. Isn't it WSEE? What did I say? SSE? Yeah, you're right. It's I'm not wrong. a boat. It's not the SS, like, you know, Tubby. It's it's a brick television right. station. WSEE. All right. Continue. Okay. CBS is actually a Buffalo market station. Well, then why so, did I get Buffalo? Well, hold on. I'm trying to explain this All to right. you. So... The reason they didn't play the Buffalo game is because Buffalo failed <clears throat> to sell out at home. So we got a blackout. Correct. And because they blacked it out, that meant 
they went with the Cleveland game. I'm sorry. As a Cleveland Browns fan, to all the Buffalo fans, I'm sorry. I'm real sorry. That's what I think of that. Nonetheless, no Bills, but the Bills win. That would have been a great game. 27-14, Bills over the Colts, Tubby. Bills are 1-0. No one circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills, and apparently the Colts don't even compare in when, they, right. when it comes to wagon circling. No. Uh, the Colts had a lot wrong with it. Andrew Luck, 26 for 49, 243 yards, two touchdowns, only 88 yards on seven catches for T.Y. Hilton and the Colt for the Colts. Um, do you think we overrated the Colts a little bit? I think so. I think so, and I think we I think we underrated the Bills. True. I think a lot of people slept on them, but I... I mean, that's a solid defense Rex Ryan's built there. Tyrod Taylor, but I mean, I don't know if Tyrod Taylor can sustain that kind of success for an entire NFL season. Well, he was, he was Flacco's understudy. Right, but that doesn't mean anything. He's a, he's a totally different style of quarterback. No, didn't we just have a discussion about backups? Right. And who they studied behind? Right. But that's and not meaning they, he's going to be great. Why not? Because you could just study. Aaron Rodgers was an understudy of Brett Favre, and look how good he is. I don't think that's a direct result of learning from Brett Favre. It couldn't hurt. Right, it couldn't hurt, but I don't think it was that if he was learning behind Donovan McNabb, he would be okay. But if he learned, but since he learned behind Brett Favre, he's now the greatest quarterback to play the game at this moment. I mean, a lot of it had to do with his personal desire and stuff. But still, I'm just saying that Tyrod Taylor, right, right, has all the tool sets. I mean, granted, he can run and all this stuff, but I've seen him climb the pocket. He had more of a pocket presence than your classic running quarterback. <clears throat> no, Ty- Tyrod Taylor is better than I thought he was going to be, better than exactly. the previous Tyrod Taylor. But I just don't know if he can continue that because, you know, through the games, especially in pressure situations, you're going to revert back to your old ways. He's going to do what's comfortable. And what's comfortable may be just deciding to run the ball, do some d- dangerous things and, you know, cause some fumbles, you know, spin yourself in the air like McCown, get a concussion, you know, whatever you're going to do. I wouldn't put that type of Cleveland curse on. T- I think I think he's going to be fine. I think you're, you're okay. So have- okay. So if you're going to get on this Tyrod Taylor bandwagon, where are the right. where are the Bills going this year? I think they're a contender. I think you see him in the playoffs. Either as, as a, a, they got to be as a wild card. You're going to yeah. say they're going to win that division over New England. That's entirely possible. <sighs> it's. Possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not going to. Well, anything's possible right now. We just had week one. I know, but I'm saying bold predictions. I'm saying they're going to get that. They're going to get at least, at very least, they're going to get that wild card game. All righty. But they also have a shot. I'm saying right now they have a shot. They look like they could contend for the division. Well, they have the Patriots at home this Sunday, one o'clock. Hopefully that game's on TV here. This will be this will be the test. And then we'll yeah, this will be a very, very good test. Um some other contests that of note, I mean obviously the Cowboys Giants game is something we gotta get your take on, Tubby. Cowboys twenty seven, twenty six victors over the New York football Giants. Uh, Tony Romo, thirty six for forty five, three hundred and fifty six yards through the air, three touchdowns including that drive at the end that he just drove down the field like there was no tomorrow, like no timeouts, nothing, Tony Romo, boom. And I'll tell you this right now. If I had one drive in a pressure situation, fourth quarter, to win the game, I'm taking Tony Romo. If not, he's one of two quarterbacks I'm taking. The other one is is Tom Brady. Okay. You wouldn't agree? You wouldn't take Tom Brady? If you could pick any quarterback in the I feel like we've had this discussion before, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole with you again. Tony Romo. But no. Is a good quarterback in pressure situations. Sure. All right. So what do you think? What do you think about this game? You think the Cowboys won or the Giants lost it? I think the Giants lost it. I honestly do. 
14 fourth quarter points by the Cowboys. Wasn't there some discussion, I've seen briefly, some discussion about um, Eli changing the play, telling a guy. Eli Manning to told Rashad Jennings in the huddle on first and second down, do not score. Because they did not want them to score so quickly, then give the ball back, back to the Cowboys right away with so much time left. That they would be able to drive it That down they the would field. drive it down the field. And Eli Manning admitted, A, that was wrong. B, he admitted he did not know how many timeouts Dallas had because, please remember, Dallas had no timeouts. Right. So, and then on third down, um, they didn't score when they wanted to. And then on fourth down, they decided to throw the ball. Instead of taking a sack, does Eli Manning to let the clock run 40 more seconds. They, he throws it out of the back of the end zone, and the clock stops and turns over with 1.37 left on the clock. Could have been 57 seconds or something like that. Right. Or less than a minute. I'm not good at math. I can't figure that out in my head. Right. But 40, 137 minus 40 for the Cowboys to have to right. go the entire length of the field and not have a t- timeout. Right. But here's my thing. Why is Eli Manning telling him not to score? Why would you not score? Yeah, you might have given the ball back to the Cowboys with like two minutes or even over two minutes remaining, but you would have had a 10-point lead. Right. Who yeah. doesn't want a 10-point lead with two minutes right. left in, a, in the fourth quarter? That's telling. That's saying to, De- to Tony Romo, if he had no timeouts, so give him the two-minute warning as a timeout. That means you're going to have to get the kickoff, take it down the field, score a touchdown, get the onside kick, and then score a field goal again just to go to overtime. Right. But by telling him not to score and then not scoring, all he does then is give him the ball and tell him he just has to go down the field one time to win by one point. Right. That's absurd. It is. That's a man you just gave millions of dollars to in a four-year contract extension a week before. Doesn't even know what he should do in these situations coming down the stretch in the fourth quarter, Tubby. That's your franchise quarterback. Well, yeah, but do you really think that the – well, I don't think personally that the, the quarterback should have that much stroke to be able to make those type of calls either. I mean, that should have came from the head coach. But the head coach even said, I didn't tell him to do it. That's right. all on Well, either. you don't know that. I mean, the quarterback is the coach on the field. Right. As Rashad Jennings, he's like, I've never been told not to score before. But if your quarterback's going to tell you that, what are you going to do? Not score. Exactly. You're not going to ignore your coach's wishes. Right. I mean, your, your quarterback's wishes. I don't know. That's just bad by the Giants. That's utterly bad. And as an Eagles fan, that's so frustrating. Because when it comes down to the Cowboys and the, and the Giants, I would rather have the, Gi- the, the Giants win than the Cowboys. Can't stand when the Cowboys win. Because now you got to listen to the Cowboys all the time, Cowboys fans, you know, going, oh, we, we won the boys. We, yeah, we them boys. We, we won boys. the game. No, the Giants lost you that game. You're the, you're the little boys that won the game because mommy told the other kids on the basketball court to go home. It's time for dinner. And that's right. the only reason you won because right. they took the ball and went home. Or like when mom comes out and tells the older brother, take it easy on the little brother. Right. Yeah. It's like you got to play two-hand touch because little Johnny's playing when you just want to jack him up and give him an unnecessary roughness call. Right. So frustrating. Congratulations, Dallas. Dallas well is terrible. Done. Now they want to know. Dallas plays Philly this week. Philly coming off that loss. Lock this in. This might seem absurd. This is a must-win game for the Eagles on, in Week 2 on Sunday. You agree? I believe it. Must-win game. I believe you it. You can't fall to 0-2. No. I mean, yeah, you play the Jets the week after, which, I mean, should be easy. But the Jets are 1-0 at this time. They, they look solid last Sunday. That game was on here. They look competitive. 
I think that I think that I think the Browns gave them that game more than they actually won it, but they do look competitive. They look a lot better than I they thought look, they were. They look. They look. They look competent. Put it that way. Right. They look competent they as look an, like NFL an NFL franchise. Yeah, they look like an NFL team, other than a joke like say the Browns, the Bucks, the Raiders, the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. Nonetheless, but yeah, but yeah, the Jets still look better, and, and I agree win. with you. I think Philly is a is a must. They got it. They got to win. I mean, they didn't play bad. It was a slow start. What frustrates me is you had 10 drives with Sam Bradford in the, in the preseason. All 10 resulted in a touchdown. The four first drives of the game, four three and outs, four punts. And I don't know why at the end, I don't know if you watched this game, Tubby, why you didn't go for it on fourth down. Why kick that field goal with Cody Parkey and he t- kicks it wide left? Cody Parkey was injured late in training camp. Cody Parkey was in plastic wrap for the last two weeks of the preseason. We had Kip Smith in here. Yes, Kip Smith, not the guy, not the genius that works at the Apple Eye Store. Kip Smith, the kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles, who's now cut, was the kicker for the preseason because Cody Parkey was too hurt. Okay, so now you got a guy that's not even 100% in a pressure situation who you rushed out on the field, Chip Kelly, because you weren't 100% sure you wanted to kick the field goal at that time. Why did you not go for it? Why? Nerves. I don't know. He just maybe he just lost it. Be a man, like you're Chip Kelly. You think you're so much smarter than anyone else in the in the NFL. That what you're doing is so is so top notch, next level stuff. Then outsmart the guy. Be a man and go for it on fourth down. Don't kick the field goal. He plays like I play Madden because I would <laughs> kick the field goal in that situation, and right. I lose in Madden each and every time. Right, I believe that about you. Because my brother goes for it on like fourth and 15s, runs a screen pass, and just I don't even tackle him until he's 30-yard pickup. Right. Ridiculous. Right. But he's also a tubby young guy. Yeah. He's a tubby junior. Yeah. Just without the facial hair. Okay. And the... Uh, I'll take him under my wing. I'll and the addiction right. to smoking. Well, yeah. Speaking of smoking... give my voice the proper Speaking of smoking, we got to take a break because you got you to do that. No, not necessarily, but yeah. All right. I do. Anyway. We'll, uh, we'll go... What are we doing here? It's 9.40 already in the morning after. Should we go Burrow after this? We got to go Burrow because there's a, I mean. All right, we'll go NFL, then we'll go Burrow afterwards. Okay. We'll, we'll split it up. We'll split it up. Okay. We, I got this under control. As long as I don't bro- break this program, I don't know what's going on. We'll be back after this. 9.45 back here on the morning after. We're going to wrap this one up going three, only three segments today, Tubby. We're working hard. We're working hard. That's not in our contract. I need more breaks yeah. or higher pay. Yeah, old Dr. Uh, Perinel's getting his money's worth today. Yeah, he's he's raking it in. He's raking it in. Raking it in. I'll tell you what, but that's we got to we got to collectively We may have to renegotiate our contracts yeah. for next semester. Well, I need a better agent. <laughs> yeah, you do. Meaning someone because I mean you, anybody. You you can you can multiply, you can multiply our salaries by a thousand. You're still ain't getting money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Anybody, maybe Joe the plumber? Joe the plumber? Joe the plumber. Who's that? Uh, do you ever remember the political debates from like 4 years ago? Never mind. You were still young then. I was I was like 16, 15 yeah. turning 16. Yeah, you didn't care. No. Never mind. Wait, so like a dude named Joe the Plumber ran for president? No, negative. It was uh, the guy, it was like brought up like a, and as an example of everyday working man. Oh, blah, Joe blah. the Plumber is like the typical American. Right, but there was actually like Joe the Plumber dude. He, he kind of looked like a skinnier version of Stone Cold Steve Austin with like a goatee <laughs> and, and a bald head and stuff. Yeah, it was like national news for like ever. Interesting. There is a presidential debate tonight, or a Republican debate tonight. There's a Republican debate. It's on debate CNN. Tonight. Gonna watch? <sighs> yeah. I mean, what else is there to watch tonight? Yeah, but see, the, the problem, the whole problem. America's Got Talent finale. No. I like America's Got Talent. No. I mean, granted, it's gonna cut into my Call of Duty time with the wife, but I'll probably That's end up watching too. the debate. Well, no, it's, it's couples time. It's what we do. 
It's how we bond. It's how we build our marriage. I only play Nothing Call of Duty. Nothing says love like killing noobs on different maps in Call of Duty. I've only played Call of Duty once I killed myself. That's probably the best thing you could have done for your team. All right, your but biggest anyway. takeaway from the National Football League, Tubby, as we're going to get back to football My biggest here. takeaway from the NFL is probably that not everything is as it appears. Teams that you thought were going to be cruddy are actually pretty decent. Teams that you thought were going to be world beaters, not so much. It looks like their muscles might have been inflated and now got deflated. My biggest takeaway is going to be two things, the Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills are better than I think we everyone said, and I'm really excited to see what the Bills do. And I think like the Dolphins, and I think the Dolphins are worse than we thought they were going to be. We, I feel like we've been waiting for the Dolphins to emerge to that next class of NFL right. teams, but they just haven't done it. I mean, Ryan Tannehill even got paid this offseason. Still nothing. Paid. He got paid. Nice money. I don't know what it was, but he got like above average quarterback money, and he's like barely average quarterback. And they picked up Jordan Cameron too. Isn't that where he went? Uh, they got the Dominican Sue down there. Yeah. Because you to know we don't defense. care if you kick people down there. No, it's okay to be dirty in Miami. So, nonetheless, but we'll get into some Week 2 stuff later on as the week goes along. Don't forget, Thursday, that is tomorrow. We'll talk about it with Chewy uh, as he joins me every Tuesday, Thursday here on the morning after. The Broncos versus the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium is your Thursday nighter on CBS and the NFL Network. Who even watches it on the NFL Network anymore once it's on CBS? I don't. I mean, there's, there's not a point, too. Uh-uh. I don't know why they even say the NFL Network. Unless it's my team playing, at which point I just stream it anyway. I don't. But there's no need. It's on CBS. Like it was on. Like if it was like a lot of people don't get the NFL Network. Right. But once everyone gets CBS. Yeah, but they don't. But CBS drops coverage like halfway through. There's a Thursday. No, they night. don't. Yes, they do. They don't only just show the first half. No, 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 no. Through the season, they grant CBS will show the entire. Oh game. yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying at some point, like end of October into November. All right, you need to elaborate more. Well, I thought I was pretty clear. I'm pretty sure that 50 people that are listening to us right now understood exactly what I was saying. That's that's being that's rounding up. I'm just saying. Okay. People know me. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm just saying. All right, Tubby. But anyway, on the borough because we got some exciting. Yeah, let's stuff go to the borough. To the borough. We're in the borough. We talk about borough football all the time. We'll talk about that on Friday. Mike Fenner will join us as we'll break down borough Shippensburg, which you can hear right here in eighty-eight point nine. On not Shippensburg, not Shippensburg, East Stroudsburg. Living in the past. One hundred five kickoff at Sheesh. ESU. Sorry, sorry. What would you do without me? Uh, probably cry. Um, have a better life. Nonetheless, women's soccer was in action yesterday against Seton Hill. One seven to three. Women's soccer, if you don't know, is now the twenty-third ranked team in the in Division Two. Started off the year as the 16th ranked team, fell to Millersville with their first loss, one to nothing on Saturday. Terrible conditions for that game. Windy, rainy, so one to nothing. I mean, that could probably could have gone either way. They outshot Millersville in that game, eight to one. Did the Fighting Scots, but Millersville netted their lone goal. So I mean, doesn't you can you know take 50 shots, you got to score one of them. Right. So uh, nonetheless, that caused them to fall down to 23rd in the divisional, or I mean, in the the national rankings and. Uh, but they won. They got back on the winning ways last night, 7-3. Jansen Hartman with a hat trick yesterday to lead the Fighting Scots to that 7-3 victory. So the ladies are off, to a, are off to a great start this season, much unlike last year where the ladies struggled to begin the year and then had almost the tied the longest winning streak in program history to get themselves back into the playoff chase and then just fell a little bit short of making NCAAs. Looking ahead for the ladies, Roberts Wesleyan College, they will be visiting this Saturday. That's a 1 o'clock kick in Rochester, New York. 
And then they have another home game, September, or excuse me, a road game, September 23rd at Cal at 5 p.m. They finally return home on the 26th when they host Lockhaven at 5 p.m. And then they have UPJ coming to the borough at, on September 29th at 6 p.m. That's getting really ahead. That's like 13 days from now. Um, so continuing on, what else is happening here? The women's volleyball team, Tubby. They're on fire. Really on fire. Back-to-back weeks, um, Fighting Scots were named PSAC West Volley- Women's Volleyball Player of the Week. Right. Last week was new transfer from Charleston, West Virginia, Victoria Severo, who's right. having a great start to her Fighting Scots career. This past week just announced yesterday Jen Gruber. Right, my buddy from uh, communications class. Love her. She's awesome. She's Jen Gruber from communications class and also the women's volleyball team. <laughs> Uh, right. won the accolade. Uh, the, the ladies are off to 6-1 and one start this season. Uh, their only loss coming to Northwest Missouri State when they played in the Hall of Fame City Challenge to open the year. They, they lost 3-1 to one in that match. Talked to Jen Gruber yesterday as she will be on this week's Scott Sports Show, which will drop tomorrow. Nice. Yes, her and Missy Sobolski joined me on the Scott Sports Show, and she said that Northwest Missouri State was probably the closest thing they got to a PSAC school. They've, she admitted, you know, she, the word she used is mo- mediocre were the teams that they've played thus far. So uh, maybe that's true. I don't know. I mean, they've, they've handled the teams pretty easily thus far. So um, they, ha- they are at the PSAC-MEC crossover, which is basically just all the Atlantic region teams coming together, at the Hammermill Center in Erie. Uh, so Gannon will be hosting that one. And that is this Friday and Saturday. They will face West Virginia State on Friday night. And then on Saturday they have a pair of games at noon. They have Concord. And then at 5 or 2 p.m., excuse me, they have Ursuline College. And, of course, that's at the Hammer Mill Center in Erie if you want to go out and support the ladies. And the next, the first time they're home. They haven't been home yet this year. On the road. For all of this stuff. Road Warriors. First time at home, September 29th, 7 p.m. They're in Macomb Fieldhouse as they welcome Damon College of New York to the borough. Their PSAC opener, or I mean their PS, their home PSAC opener, let me say, let me excuse myself because they play the PSAC crossover um, on September 25th, is they have Clarion on October 2nd comes to Macomb to, for that one. That should be a pretty easy win for the ladies. Clarion, um, not the best in uh, volleyball. Tennis, though, doing some good things as well. They were at the 2015 Singles and Doubles Championship this past weekend at Bloomsburg, Tubby. Right. Bloomsburg out there, reigning for the two days. Didn't make it a fun affair. Um, no, that's but, never fun to play But sophomore and first time competing in this championship, Vitor Albanese of the men's tennis team, the top seed in the bracket, won the 2015 Men's Singles Championship. So congratulations to Vitor. It was actually an all-Edinburgh semi-final in the men's singles bracket with, Mat- with um, Matthias. Uh, his last name's escaping me at the moment. Let me look this up real quick. Uh, this is bad, Tubby. I thought I, was, I thought I could do this entire segment off the top of my head. I was doing so far so You've well. You were doing so well. I mean, I, I mean, was rooting for you. I had my pom What is his name? Matthias Santos. Two new players this week. Mauricio, or this year, Mauricio and Matthias Santos. New additions to Burroughs Tennis team they are from they are from brazil as well as vitor all from brazil they're freshmen matias santos uh played vitor in the semifinals. uh vitor won six to nothing i talked to head coach lee underwood on monday morning we had a nice conversation actually as soon as i got off the air here called him up and um he said that he, when they played in practice, they, the matches were much closer. So he thought it was going to be closer between Mauricio, or I mean, Matias and Vitor. But 
Unfortunately, no. So v- Vitor um, defeated a Travis Beck of Mercyhurst 8-2 to in the finals to claim that championship. Uh, for the ladies, they did decently as well. I think the farthest they got is the quarterfinals in that one. So, And in the cross-country teams, to kind of wrap up what's going on with Burrow Tubby, uh, they had their first meet two weeks ago with the Doug Watts Distance Gala here on the campus of Edinburgh University, the lone home meet for the cross-country teams this season. Um, and that was... That was a very strong showing by both the men's and women's cross-country teams. Freshman from Norway, Ida Narbaval won the women's race um, with uh, a couple other Edinburgh Fighting Scots finishing in the top five. And then for the men, it was Elliot Martinkevich, who is, I believe, a junior this year and um, one of the leaders on the men's cross-country team this season, won the men's race with Corey Weefing close behind him and some other men's cross-country right. runners. Both of them were named the PSAC uh, uh, Cross-Country Athlete of the Week. Right, both Elliot and Ida. So yeah. Edinburgh being well-represented in conference uh, accolades because, um, I don't know if we mentioned it on the air here, but Austin Reese, the place kicker for Edinburgh, was named PSAC West Special Teams Player of the Week for this past week with his 40 uh, or two field goals that he made, the one of 43 yards and the other one, I believe, was 26 yards he made. Um, and, you know, this kid's got a leg. We talked yep. to head coach Scott Browning yesterday for taping the Scott Sports Show, did Mr. Fenner and I, and we asked him about Austin, and he said he would feel comfortable kicking anything within 50 yards with Austin. And he has a leg, I'll tell you that. The kid definitely has a leg. He's, and he's one of the best kickers that Edinburgh has seen in a while. He's the first kicker for Burrow to make two field goals in a game since 2013. Nice. Well, and that's always good to have that in your pocket. You know what I mean? Right. It's a nice I, weapon. We, we've discussed that with NFL games all the time. Like, why are you trying to force it in when you have a great kicker? Right. So, I mean, this will be awesome. Like, if they can just – knowing that all your quarterback has to do is get it somewhere between the 20 and 30-yard line. Right. And your kicker has your back and you're just going to put points And you're still going to get point. points out of the drive. Right. That's right. great. And, it's I mean – Awesome. He had a 43-yarder, as I mentioned, the first field goal of 40 or more yards by an Edinburgh kicker since 2012. Now, we talked to Darren Massey yesterday. Darren Massey had nothing but nice things to say about Austin Reese as well. Um, but one thing he said, you know, and as, as a previous kicker myself – um, you know, I, I kind of can attest to this that he said, oh, well, he's making like 50 some yarders in practice, which is all great and nasty. But I mean, let's be honest, we're it's practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, not, not a, a game. game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. practice, right? I'm just saying, Allen Iverson knows, right? No pressure. I used to boom kicks in practice. I tried one long. I tried one field goal in my life. Did you put did you put like all eighty nine pounds of your weight behind it when you tried to kick it? Right. Yeah. Basically. No. Hey, I was a starting nose guard. Don't even start. All right. What? Anyway, I was what? a starting kicker. Team? No, seventh grade. Junior high. Seventh yeah, grade. Okay. That's the only year. Okay. That explains it's the only it. year I, I I played football. That's because nobody I was a starting else kicker. Spurt, yeah. I was the starting kicker. Okay. We only tried one field goal. It was like a thirty two yarder. I missed it way wide wide right. It was like tapering off like a like like one of my drives on the golf course. So you hooked it. I hooked it. A guy they put a they put a return man back there, end of the end zone returns at 109 yards for a touchdown. You couldn't get in there and tackle the guy. Uh, you couldn't lay the wood to him. Put I, your shoulder down. I don't think I got. I think he was back. quicker than me. I don't think I got to him. You're killing me. Yeah, I don't think I got to. It's him. It's a good thing that that's when your your uh, football career ended. Yeah, it ended right there. Good job. That's that's all that happened there. But good uh, thing you discovered writing because 
Yeesh. Right. No, see, I, I understood. I understood where I was supposed to go in life, okay? I grew I, – I was, I was fat in fifth grade, all right? Pictures, pictures will prove this. I was fat in fifth grade. Between fifth grade and sixth grade, I shot up five inches, and then after that, I didn't grow anymore, and everyone else kept growing, kept growing, kept growing. Really? And here I am, still looking in my sixth grade ways. I have, I have shirts that I bought in 2008 that still fit me to this day. Seven years later. So do I. I just threw out it. Yeah, but you're like, how much Old. older than me? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm supposed to be growing. You are. But I haven't. That could be the caffeine intake. Caffeine I did drink a good amount of caffeine, especially coffee when I was younger. Yeah. But it you know, I've had, uh, that's what I heard, but I also heard it doesn't. Well, it does. That's why. Nonetheless, I mean, my parents that's aren't why, big I here. mean, that's why, you know, I keep trying to buy you a, a bus ticket to send you back to the Shire, but that's okay. Nonetheless, I'm 5'3 and a half on a good day, and that's just the way in it's going to be. Speaking of good day, today's been a good day, Tubby. Thanks to Felix Wright for calling in and talking to us yep. about some different things today. We appreciate that. So that's all for Tubby and I this morning on The Morning After. I will be back tomorrow joined by my man Chewy as we'll talk more NFL and some other hot topics of note here on the Daily Sports Talk. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Morning After.